Hi, I'm Dave Aldridge, and you're listening to Deeper Centre. Got something different for you today. I put out an unnumbered episode. I'm actually really pleased with the response I got to that. I needn't have been concerned about it. It was on a slightly more serious topic than I normally talk about, so I, I, I put it out of the numbered sequence so people could avoid it. Uh, the response has been pretty good to that. Uh, I've got some other responses to it, which I'm going to put out a little bit later. Um, but along the way, almost in passing, I mentioned the issue of what we do with the how we respond to the unsavoury elements of of writers like Robert E. Howard, Clark Ashton Smith, Lovecraft as well, um, and other Appendix N authors. And I got really detailed and thoughtful response from Arlen, which I'm just going to put out now in its entirety. I'm pretty sure Arlen on his own podcast live from Pelham's Wasteland is is going to say a bit more about this. Do go over there um, for lots of similarly thoughtful and and, and literary commentary on role-playing but I'm really grateful to Arlen for his for his responses and so so what you've got is basically a sort of I suppose it's a collaboration isn't it between Deep Percento and Life from Pelham's Wasteland. Uh, thanks very much Arlen for calling in and I hope you enjoy his thoughts on um, on on sword and sorcery and how we engage with the taint of bad thinking therein. So with regard to Robert E. Howard, I think it's important to still read Robert E. Howard. And part of that is just because I, I think that he, we can, even recognizing his his flaws and his beliefs that were um, out of touch even at his own time. Um, personally, I think he is a, a skilled writer in a lot of ways. And I think that... Um, there's something unfortunately that has been kind of lost in the culture of writing. I have this whole, whole sort of theory about um, cultures of artists and authors and all of that sort of stuff. And that in particular, one of the things that happened to fantasy is that there is this change that occurs when pulp publishing starts to slow down and you shift away from you shift away from the pulps and so then you have a generation you have one generation that grows up um that still read pulp stuff when they were kids but they have to kind of change it a little bit and so you get you get howard and um clark ashton smith and lovecraft as the sort of first generation and then you have um people like Jack Vance and Michael Moorcock and Carl Edward Wagner as a sort of next step that have, have kind of done their best to revitalize it, but are sort of on the tail end of a tradition in a lot of ways. And then you get to today and you don't really have a lot of room for that style of publishing anymore. And I, a, I think that's unfortunate because it's, it's cool. I like sword and sorcery a lot. And I really like these short, punchy sword and sorcery stories that, that for me work really well. But also I think there's something to be said for diving back into some of those things that we don't necessarily expect to conform to our modern sensibilities and sometimes finding out that they're more modern than we thought. Um, specifically I was watching a, um, live stream 
uh, a a this woman who was running the Conan 2D20 game was talking about Robert E. Howard's Conan stories. And one of the things she said really struck me that she was talking about how she felt like Robert E. Howard was in a lot of ways actually ahead of his time on some of the gender role stuff. And it it I think was really it was really interesting to hear, partly because it wasn't an a perspective that I was expecting. I was sort of expecting to hear, oh, Robert E. Howard, he, you know, has all of this misguided racial science stuff and his his theories about the way that human beings evolve and devolve is all whack and all that sort of stuff. But it was really interesting to hear this woman's perspective on how, contrary to what you might expect, Robert E. Howard with his, uh, you know, some of his women are completely powerless bimbos, but he also has really powerful, capable female characters that are are capable and powerful and and cunning and and um, agents within their own story the way that Conan is, and that that that's sort of unexpected in some ways. And I think there's something really. Uh, you know, Ezra Pound said a, a classic is news that always stays news. And I think there's actually something not that Robert Howard's stories are on the level of, of you know, Homer or Ovid or any of those, the, the, the serious Greco-Roman classics and all of that other stuff. We can get into that later if you want to talk about that. But, but specifically this idea that there would be something kind of kind of refreshingly modern and empowering in Howard that um, I think is really, is really interesting. And it's worth, and uh, there's a measure of me, a part of me that just says, even if you don't, even if it was just racist trash, it would be important to read it in order to understand that and where it comes from. But I, I think Howard's writing and and Clark Ashton Smith and, Lovecraft is harder. I don't like Lovecraft that much, but I like I like Howard and Clark Ashton Smith a lot. Um, I like some of the later people who do what I think are either more interesting or different things with Lovecraft's work more than Lovecraft himself in general. And Lovecraft is it's kind of harder to take his his particular form of racist stuff for me. It rubs me worse than it does in Howard. Um, Boy, this is getting to be a really long call in. But um, what I was, what I'm trying to get at is this idea that I think it is worth still reading Robert E. Howard, partly to understand the the sort of places that our hobby has come from, and also partly because it's just enjoyable, well crafted. If you can get past, if you can avoid or get past or not be so completely mentally injured by some of the regressive attitudes it, there's something to enjoy in a lot of his stories i think and finally because there is something um surprising and refreshing and uh what what that woman pointed out this idea of um capable female characters and ahead of his time and i wouldn't have ever described robert e howard as ahead of his time but I actually think that there there might be something there, you know, Bellet and Valeria and, um, you know, those are the two two obvious big examples. But that there's, you know, 
something kind of refreshingly modern in some of those Conan stories at the same time as there is some really regressive and, and, and repugnant stuff in them. But you know, then I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to think about it and probably leave another call in because that's just what I do because I, I like calling in, but um, yeah, I think that it's worth still reading Robert E. Howard um, for a whole number of reasons. And part of it is just that he, he had a whole lot of practice writing and it shows. <laughs>